Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Out of Band Show, episode 41. Woo! My name is Eric. And gentlemen, I am opening the floodgates. I am opening the forbidden door called viewer engagement. Okay? So... Eric, are we bringing it back? We're... we. It was never gone to begin with, but here we are. Um, Mailbag! We, would, we never asked for mail, but here we are. Um, so... Ladies and gentlemen, we're looking to bring back the mailbag segment in the future. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your spicy takes. Uh, so if you got something to submit, whether that be a text, um, message, question, an audio, uh, video, audio. Of some sort, uh, feel free to email it to us at outofbandshow at gmail.com. That is outofbandshow at gmail.com. And who knows? You may be featured in a future mailbag segment on the Out of Band Show. So with that in mind, boys... What kind of questions do you want to hear from the people, the people of Ireland, the people of the United States, and everywhere in between? Bailey, we'll start with you. Eric, you know, we've already gotten some uh, some feedback into our inbox if you haven't checked it recently. I think there's some people that wanted to talk about our extended car warranty. Oh, interesting. Are those the same people that were telling us they had like a, a, a major fortune that they wanted to transfer to us? Yeah, separate? I think a Nigerian prince uh, emailed us yesterday. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. In case you're not feeling it with the out of band show at gmail.com, you can also uh, send an email to it's me at aroff.com, uh, where Aroff will answer all of your fabulous questions specifically related to him. They are not going to take this seriously, Ryan. The first Arof. email was correct. This is a joke. <laughs> Aroff, what uh, emails do you want to hear from our you know, listeners? I think one of the most important questions of all time is everyone's favorite brand of toothpaste you see like what what are the people at home supposed to do because you don't just ask people what kind of toothpaste they use and if they were to be able to collect our opinions of the top 10 toothpastes they should buy then they would no longer be 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 in question there are not more than five legitimate toothpaste brands in the united states You'd be surprised. There's Crest. There's Colgate. There's the one that has like the red, white, and blue, sh- like colored toothpaste. I can't think of. It's probably some generic brands. Great, great segment, guys. Go. Yeah. If, if I may, from what from what I've heard from viewers that I know, you know, listen to the show, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of tech savvy people. They listen to us to get tech news. So if there's anything that you think we should be talking about where you're like, I know nothing on this topic and I would like to know more, I think that'd be a great question. Because Eric is an expert in everything technology-based, as we know. Yeah. If you're listening to this as a primary vehicle to get your tech news, run away. This is not for you. <laughs> but, I mean, if you do have quirky-related questions, we can answer those that, on the podcast. let's move on to the news <laughs> with Ryan. The news is simple. The people are not. And welcome back to the news, everyone. My name is Ryan. I'm very excited to discuss something that is not SpaceX related, that is not Tesla related, that is not even Elon Musk related, or should I say not Elon Musk related yet. So uh, last year it came out that there was um, some, some, some work going on 
on a new presidential aircraft. See, you've heard of Air Force One before, the, uh, the, the what is it, the Boeing 747 that the president flies on. But there are plans to build a second plane called Air Force Two, which is a supersonic presidential jet, hearkening back to the eras of, of like the Concorde jet, uh, which could, you know, make very impressive travel times between countries. Um, and this would be a great addition to, uh, you know, the executive fleet, uh, allowing the president and the president's, uh, you know, close folks to get around to other parts of the world very quickly. So in recent news, CNN was able to get an exclusive look at this beautiful new plane being designed by Exosonic. And I will say this thing, ooh, it, uh, it really, it really tickles my, uh, my stomach. It really, um, you know, it makes me a little, little jittery. Uh, cause it, it looks, it looks really sleek. It's got offices on board. It's got, uh, it's got some, some wood. Um, it's even got those little screens on the back of the seats that you use to watch like in-flight movies. Man, I can already see President Joe Biden just, you know, watching, uh, like, you know, what, what, what like, what, what's a good movie? Like, are we there yet? Or, um, uh, Olympus has fallen. Olympus has fallen. Do you, do you think that the president has seen that, that? Do you think that the president watches movies about the White House being, like, taken over? Do you think the president has ever life? watched Independence Day? I, I do. But like, I actually think Joe Biden was in Independence Day. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, would anyone be able to send me a link to this to this jet? I would love to see a picture of it. Oh. Uh, I will consider sending you one, but, but yeah, what do you guys think? You know, are, do you think that the government is spending good money on a, on a beautiful supersonic jet? Do you think that, you know, the 747 that we have already works? Um, so I was, feeling? I was talking about this a little bit before the podcast. And I'm going to say it again here. The current paint job on the air force one, which I seen they've copied over to the air force two. I hate it. Why are they the 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 sky blue that they use on it? I don't. It it's not part of the brand identity for the it's United States the of America. This is 2021, and they're building a new jet, and they're still using that paint job. Come on, be better. But I will say, uh, be best. Thank you very much. <laughs> be best. But I will say, uh, I think this is a cool thing. Um, I think there are plenty of instances where it would be nice for the president to. Like in an emergency, get across the country as quickly as possible, rather than having to wait for a 747, a big boy, to take off and land wherever they need to be. Um, I really like the comparisons to the British Concorde, specifically because I love that plane's design of having like a straight up, like it would fly like at an angle and then the nose is like tilted down. It just looks weird to me. Um, so yeah, I'm in full support of this plane. You know, I agree with Eric. I think the paint job could be a lot better. And I think they should definitely take some more more design aspects from the very famous British Wellington and decide to just camo the whole thing out. Because it it's a presidential plane. How are they gonna protect the president if if a bad airplane comes? They're gonna it, it's just a big, like white and blue aircraft just soaring in the sky. If you camoed it out, then then you just can't see it anymore, and and now the bad airplanes can't can't target it. Araf, we went over this before the podcast. <laughs> Camouflage doesn't work in the air. 
So, but it does. If they painted a picture of John Cena on the bottom of the aircraft, would you that can't work? see him. Can't see him. I can't believe we're talking about a plane that costs billions of dollars, and the only thing you guys can think to talk about is the paint job. Well, that- when ha- when did I go to school for plane building? Never. I don't know. It's a it's a cool concept. I like you it. You could go back to school. <laughs> Ryan, I don't wish to be beholden to a major university for more than three and a half years of my life. Unless unless I can get someone to pay for my grad school. Mm-mm. Now, look at it this way, all right? We're spending all of this money on the supersonic jet, however, however much they said that it's uh, going to end up costing. It was some ridiculous amount of money. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Come here. Come here. Hear me out. Reusable rockets. Jesus Christ. President gets on a rocket, you know, flies around the world, gets there in record time. We're talking like 90 minutes uh, to get from the United States to China or Shanghai. Like That's what we call a cruise missile, Ryan. Well, well it doesn't crash, though. It, it okay. lands. You know, you've seen how Elon Musk does the... Uh, okay, the but I don't, I don't think there are, if Biden think there are could... people on that thing well could biden soon, take though. more than like two g's i don't know where he would max out do there. i want biden with the risk of t- uh, having his rocket tip over and explode on a spacex helipad no i mean if i had to go out anyway that is the way i would go out people would okay. talk about it didn't the original concords have issues though i seem to remember some big crash with the concord Let's not talk about the concrete. Yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah, yeah. And with that, let's go ahead and move on to rank them with Eric. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the return, the revengeance, the resurgence of rank them. Now, longtime listeners to the Out of Band Show will remember the days when we had a segment called Rank them. This was like the first 10 episodes or so. And in it, I would give the rest of my co-hosts some items of a various category and ask them to rank those items. Uh, it was a spectacular failure in every way. Um, we, we had some not great categories. Uh, it was we, we wanted to do better. So we spent the last eh, year or so really refining the concept. And here we are today and we're bringing it back we're bringing it back ladies and gentlemen Whoa, so baby bring in the ritz so <laughs> damn it, Ryan. Um, so today the category is evil tech companies and here's how this is going to work i have five evil tech companies that i have provided as examples we're going to go through them one by one and we're going to do a gauntlet style eliminator for those wrestlemania wwe fans out there hey yo um we're going to compare to, move on to the next one, compare the winner with that next one, etc. until we're left with a winner. Hopefully, this will be a little bit more streamlined. We'll play with the concept as we go. But let's start out. Again, evil tech companies is the category. We're starting out with everyone's favorite internet company, especially here in Madison, Wisconsin, Spectrum. Spectrum is best known for giving us modems that don't work, uh, as well as just being... Not the greatest in terms of like customer service or cost or, you know, doubling your prices after living there for one year, that kind of thing. 
So we're starting out with that. We got Spectrum, the big bad internet company, ISP. We're comparing it to the big bad gaming company that everyone loves to hate, Electronic Arts, known for shutting down every studio known to man, uh, from the people that made SimCity and The Sims to... That's that's the only one that I really care about personally. Uh, yeah, they really messed up Star Wars. Um, they mess. The EA Sports is used to be a good brand, but is no longer because they just do copy paste on the same game every year. EA no. Sports. It's in the game. It's in the game. It's in the game. It used to be in the game, but now it is not because they keep removing features. Um, it's just a pretty scummy company. They've won the worst company in America award by the Consumerist a couple years running. Uh, they are the scum of the earth. So. We have electronic arts. We have Spectrum. Bailey, what are your thoughts? You know, Eric, you were saying that they have terrible customer service. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Spectrum's nice because most of the time I don't have to talk to them. It's true. You know, if things are going well, things are going well. And and secondly, you know, I also want to defend Spectrum, saying that if you are adamant enough that all their things are broken, they will just give up and let you go and, like, replace it. Yeah. That's valid. That's valid. So your vote, your vote's for EA. Is that correct? My vote is for EA. We're off. It's out of the game. You know, I've had more, more like issues with Spectrum than I have with EA. I've ac- I actually play quite a few, well, by quite a few, like two EA games consistently. Like I still play Apex Legends, which, oh boy. I mean, Respawn does that, but Respawn's owned by EA. Yeah. And, and, and I also, um, play like some battlefield here and there and you know some of the battlefield games are pretty fun i do like them yeah uh but but like spectrum for me at least has just always randomly crashed and there's nothing posted on their website and then i'm just here without internet for like three hours and and life have you tried turning it on off and on again you mean i've i've tried turning it off surprisingly turning it off and on again seems to work quite a bit yeah. but like i have to do it every single day which 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 classic hurts me. Spectrum. classic spectrum. so my vote my vote's definitely going to spectrum and ryan what about you i personally have had a rather good experience with spectrum every time i have called them they have answered relatively quickly and all of the customer service representatives i've spoken with have been very polite uh, much more so than Time Warner Cable um, back when they used to exist, and that was not a great time. So at least, you know, Spectrum's doing something good um, along those lines. Additionally, the service got faster, I think. They just, like, sent us an email one day two years ago, and we're like, hey, your internet's getting faster now. Congratulations. Um, and they, they do tend to provide some pretty reliable service. My internet service provider, the Upstairs Neighbors, e.g. Eric, um... Things get a little rough from time to time, but... Uh, Customer service is stellar. You're paying a quarter of the cost. Customer service is... is I wouldn't I don't even say stellar. I get shouted at a lot, and whenever I'm late on payments, <laughs> he comes down and threatens to kneecap me, so... I feel like um, Spectrum does the same thing. You yell, now, at me electronic, for, you yell at me for port problems that are your problem and not mine. Electronic Arts, on the other hand, uh, has already kneecapped a number of organizations, um, primarily Maxis, Mm -hmm. uh, which was one of my favorite uh, video game developers from ye early days. Uh, You know, the developers of The Sims, SimCity, things like that. Um, 
And I just feel like they have destroyed and ruined many things, created horrible trends in video games, pay to win, um, pay to play, loot crates, all these horrible ways to get people to spend their parents' money that, you know, I, I just don't morally agree with. I, w- I, I think from my perspective, when you buy a game, you should not have to buy anything else. You are buying a finalized product. And that's why one of the reasons why I really like Minecraft is that like when you bought Minecraft, that that's that was it. it. You you get all the updates. You don't have to spend any more money on it. It and it it's been great. And I've only ever spent that first amount of money I bought when I bought it back in like beta. So, Eric, what's your verdict? You know, I'm hearing that EA is the worst company of the group here. So we will move on with that. To HP, you know, they, they make some computers, they do some other tech stuff. We're not talking about that. We're talking about their goddamn printer division. Because these are the people that sell you like a $40 printer that's supposed to be a miracle, you know, and then they get you on their instant, instant ink subscription service. So you keep paying them every month for more ink, right? The ink prices standalone are god awful. Like you could prop like for two of those things, you could buy a new printer, honestly. And then you get into the whole weeds of them trying to stop third party people from selling their own ink cartridges, which is oh, not a not like oh gray area in the legal code. Um, overall, just a scummy division of uh, I have never used their computers religiously, so I don't know. But uh, let's go in reverse order. Ryan, Hi. EA Sports or HP printers? Um, I mean, I've only ever owned, uh, that Canon printer that I have, that, that workforce thing, but I love it. It's amazing. That is industrial. Can, yeah. Yeah. I can, I can buy like offhand ink and the printer's like, Hey, just so you know, this is not officially licensed. Oh no, this isn't, I have an Epson, not a Canon. Sorry. Still. Yeah. And my, my Epson's like, Oh, Hey, that's not like official ink. You sure you want to use this? And I'm like, yep. And it's like, they'll let it slide. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. It works. And it's been very reliable. It also does facts. So I still hate EA more. Araf? Um, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat with Ryan. I've never really owned an HP printer ever. My dad always told me that if you're going to buy a printer, buy a brother because they're reliable. And Those are the uh, laser printers, correct? The ones that have toners? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I, I own, well, it's kind of a hand-me-down. I have like a really old brother printer that my dad used in college and then Back at home, we have like this industrial grade brother printer that just, it, it's huge, it's too big, but I mean, it gets the job done, I guess. And, uh, uh, I mean, judging by like the printers I've seen at Best Buy, I, I guess, I guess they're pretty, pretty cruddy compared to like the printers. Like, even the printer I have now seems a lot more like heavy duty and well made versus most HP printers. So, uh, I think, I think my vote's gonna have to be for EA just because I haven't really experienced how bad uh, HP printers are. Mm. Bailey, what about you? You know, Eric, my worst experience with HP printers has actually not been my own experience, but people accidentally calling me at the help desk asking for help with their HP printer. Luckily enough, I have never had any issues with my HP printer. In fact, God, don't I don't think this. I've used my printer enough times to have an issue with it. I think Ryan last saw me use my printer a while back when I had to go get my, like, drug screening. I had to, like, 
physically pull it out of underneath my bed. Yeah, this man stores his You could have just used mine. I have a printer, though. I should use it. Like, I bought it a while ago. And I have a printer, too. You're more than welcome to use it. <laughs> should I just <laughs> trash it? Like, where, where do I put it? I brought it to. Well, I brought my old printer to a recycling center and had to pay five dollars for them to take it. Well, anyways, so. I don't mind my HP printer as rare as I use it, so I gotta vote All for right. EA on this one. All right, EA has won another round, and uh, because we want to keep this moving, uh, we're actually I I cut an option. We're on four options now. Final oh. battle. Here we are. It is Electronic Arts EA against Amazon, the big heavy hitter. The heavyweight fight that everyone's been looking for. Now, Amazon has been in the news recently because people have been, uh, oh, I don't know, p***ing in bottles. I believe that is the the technical term. Um, oh, you are... can't believe that, Eric, right? Oh, I know. It's all <laughs> it's all alleged, you know. Uh, they've been very anti-union, even though they will tell you that they are pro-union. That is a lie. Uh, their website has become proliferated with Chinese goods, the likes of which you would typically find on eBay um, or AliExpress or Wish, etc. Um, it's just, you know, the and they're ruled by one of the richest people in the, in the world. I mean, there's... Sure, it's convenient to get everything one or two days after you ordered it, but there's a lot of considerations to make about the company itself. So we're going to go round robin again. Araf, let's start with you. EA or Amazon for worst tech company of the group? Um, well, I think my issue with Amazon, and the reason why I can't say it's the worst, is because there just isn't another Amazon. Like, sure, you could say eBay is a thing, but, like, eBay doesn't really have that nice customer service or that, like, yeah. friendly money-back guarantee if you didn't receive your item or if you received the wrong product. Um, you have to like fill out a ticket and then it goes through like months it's of review. Thing. It's horrible. And then your account can get suspended after like making a ticket, even though you're the one that got screwed. Uh, Amazon just kind of ensures that, you know, you'll get your thing within one or two days if you have Prime. They, ha- they have probably the biggest warehouse of just random assorted goods that you can just grab. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I would have to give EA my vote here. Nice, nice. Let's go Bailey on the next one. Your thoughts? I don't know about you guys, but there is a replacement for Amazon. I get my items from Wish.com. Shut up. (laughs) Honestly, though, at its core, at its founding, Amazon had the right idea in mind. You know, Jeff Bezos selling a bunch of books online. I thought that was a fantastic idea to start out with, but it has definitely evolved and gotten a lot worse over the years. I feel like that happens to a lot of companies that make it big. So I can't fault Amazon for, you know, just becoming worse as time goes on. Definitely should work on the whole union thing, though. Uh, but I, I still got to give a TA for the uh, pay-to-play, pay-to-win system. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and and Ryan, your final thoughts? Yeah, I think that Amazon has become a victim of its size. Um, much like, you know, anything good, too much of a good thing in some ways or another becomes not so great and amazon started as like not a very large company with jeff bezos and you know whatever support he needed to help build the website to now being i believe one of the top 10 largest employers in the united states and i mean that's like in the span of 10 years going from 
quick trip to Walmart, you know, mm-hmm. like, 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 and just the, the, the sheer rate of expansion too. like, I believe in the past year they built two gigantic, like distribution warehouses in Southeast Wisconsin. And it just goes to show that, you know, they, they're willing to go aggressive and kind of get a little bit ahead of the curve. But when they do that, they kind of lose some of those like minor aspects, like, you know, they can't control and not everything is as well thought out as it is for another company like Walmart, which has had a lot more time to kind of work out all of its kinks and make sure it's like employees aren't trying to unionize and so really, there's just oversights at, you know, places that aren't kind of as well smoothed out as other locations. So I'm sure for like, you know, 90% of the Amazon workforce or 95% of the Amazon workforce, everything is fine. But it's those 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 few that like little 5% where, you know, the situation is bad or something is going wrong and something needs to be addressed. And that's kind of what's going on there. But uh. Yeah. yeah, EA is worse than Amazon. I All like right. Prime. EA has swept through this competition with only re- only receiving one vote against it. So congratulations, EA. You have won yet another worst award. That has been Rankum. And let's move on to Tech Fails with Bailey. Welcome back to another installment of Tech Fails. I'm your host, Bailey. And this week, we're going to talk about yet another CNET article that I stumbled upon this week that I thought was kind of interesting. Hey guys, imagine this. A monkey named Pager playing Pong with its brain. Whoa, whoa. And whoa. this is what the, the company doing this has dubbed Mind Pong. Uh, at first, the monkey is connected to a joystick. Well, not connected to a joystick. It's moving the joystick. And uh, they've got some machines re- reading the brain waves of this monkey. Then they remove the joystick and continue monitoring the brainwaves and move the stuff around on the screen. So it is playing Pong with its mind, which is super cool. Uh, The company is called Neuralink. Uh, It is a brain implant startup founded by none other than SpaceX. I will not say who the founder is out of respect for everyone but Ryan on this podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, uh, the, the founder says that it is like a Fitbit in your skull. Um, but where, where it's going eventually, they hope to be using this technology in people that are paralyzed, um, saying that someone with paralysis can use a smartphone with their mind faster than someone using their thumbs, which is just incredible to think about. Uh, in fact, they went a step further and said that with this brain implant technology, they could theoretically build something like Jurassic Park, uh, by say taking DNA from a woolly mammoth, implanting it into an elephant and making it act, you know, a certain way. There have been Um, so many movies and books saying why that is a (laughs) terrible idea. Now that, that is the question, Eric, has science gone too far? Should we putting, uh, should we be putting these computers into our brains? Is this where society is headed? That that is the tech question this week. You lost me when we went from implanting technology in brains to rebuilding Jurassic Park. Yeah, um, it's a logical don't sequence. Don't understand how that would work. Um, but I think that the market for brain implantables is going to be huge coming into the future. I would love to see just how many things I can do, you know, just by thinking about it. That would be really lovely. I'd love like a 
like a Microsoft Teams variant where you just think about sending a message to someone and it sends it to them. And you know what? The the brain, right, in the back here, right, this little this little back section, you know, it controls vision. So maybe the implant, you know, also is your vision, so it's like AR, but in your actual eyes. I have a lot of questions. Um, yeah. uh, first, to get to your brain, they would have to cut a hole in your skull. Oh, yeah, right? we do it all the time. Minor details. Minor details. So I don't like that personally. I like my head how it is. But but mm-hmm. second, the point that you made about Microsoft Teams, Ryan. So let's say I'm mm-hmm. thinking about sending a message to you. I'm yep. really thinking about it. Thinking about how I want to phrase it. It's in my head. And I accidentally press the enter key in my mind. I could right. accidentally send it to you. Isn't that a risk? I, I would worry about like like thinking oh my God, I hate this person and accidentally sending that. Well, maybe this is the start of a new cultural movement where we can't keep secrets from each other anymore. We have to to be very, you know, we all, we basically say what we're thinking to each I've other. We're all connected. There's like definitely a Black Mirror episode about this. That's all I'm saying. I think so. <laughs> okay, actually, but, actually think but think about one. it this way though, Eric. <laughs> Before we had this though, we yep. had the same issue with normal computers where you accidentally hit enter on a message you weren't intending to send. But here's here's what I have to do for that, right? I have to say, hand, move up, move down, push down on enter key. There's How do like, you send chat messages? Do you do that every time? <laughs> I'm just really good at it. Yep. Um, but if you're just thinking about it, it's a much shorter delay. It's a much easier to like... Do I feel the like wrong you, you could put some impulse. checks in there, some like "Are you sure?" messages, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Araf, what are, you, what are you thinking? You know, I think this is just a very, 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 very clever way of um, narrowing down uh, uh, like advertisements you would see and stuff. Like, think about the world, uh, like Eric mentioned. What if, if or not Eric Ryan, about how you can kind of see things in AR if they controlled your vision element imagine pop-up ads but like <laughs> in front of you <laughs> about things you're thinking about don't, like don't like they're that just gonna, they're just gonna steal all the data out of your brain and then suggest these EA ads sports <laughs> recommended <laughs> you guys have heard about like people that have get, like you've gotten ads on facebook or something like that about things you were talking about the other day but weren't actively looking up we've all experienced mm-hmm. that it's just that but so much more invasive, so much worse. Now you're going to get ads about things you're thinking about. So like <laughs> if I'm driving on the highway and I see an ad for Quick Trip, would I then be given an ad? For, isn't that unsafe if you're driving? It's obstructing your vision. I have so many questions about this. This is stupid. Um, maybe it knows you're driving. I mean, there's already AIs that detect like driving and stuff. What if um, I'm just running really fast? Eric, here, I think this will convince you. You can watch WWE laying in bed with your eyes closed eh you've sold them eh? no because eh? so he's my thinking eyes are, about it my eyes are closed but my 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 eyes themselves like my eyes are closed but my eyes themselves themselves are still being stimulated so it's not really doing anything well but you 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 can be relaxing with your eyes closed i can but be relaxing the, with my eyes open the implant in your brain will make it feel like you're actually seeing something 
and it'll be live streaming the WWE broadcast. I also can't wait until these things explode like Samsung batteries. Someone's going to oh, die no. with this in their head. <laughs> Science has gone too far. <laughs> and with that, let's move on to our next segment, Storytime with Araf. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Storytime, uh, the segment that I normally don't really cover because I don't really have that many stories. But to prove this point, I decided to go on the internet and use someone else's story. Woo! In the year 2012, this, this person wrote an article about technologies he thinks his son will not use in 2020. And, and it's now, it's now 2021. And he has revisited that article and is going through the technologies and just summarizing where have we, that's not English, where we came. With these technologies. Um, and I'm not going to go over all of them because there's a lot of them, but I'll go over some of the, some of the big ones. Um, the first one he mentions is he won't use a computer with a mechanical hard drive. And, and if, if, if you think about it, We're way past that. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of right, <laughs> but they still exist. Uh, uh, seeing how no one wants to talk about this, I shall move on. Uh, number Wait, seven. I was no. supposed to comment on that? I didn't know. Uh, I thought you seven. were still going. Yeah. Number seven, he won't go to the movies. We're just going to watch true. movies in our head? Well, no, no, not in our head. Because if they were in your head, then you're at risk for getting, like, a pop-up or a virus. That's what I'm but, saying. But, okay. um, you know, with, with re- recent times, uh, movie theaters have come a bit, like, pointless mainly due to covid and and a lot of streaming services have now picked up the new like hot drops like disney plus has a lot of movies that they would normally be premiering but it's just on their streaming service now instead um honestly i don't think like it would have came to this if it wasn't for covid i still think movie theaters would be like a really big thing now i mean there's still a thing but you know yeah i feel like movie theaters were on the decline already like they would have died out eventually this just hastened it um but i have heard reports that like warner brothers who have been putting all of their premieres on hbo max are going to pull them back to theaters in 2022 uh i would not be surprised if other places do the same it's a profitable business for them as well i just it's a lot more convenient to just lay on my bed and watch a movie that just came out that's all i'm saying well see i think you're wrong actually oh I, I think movie theaters, like, aren't going out, because where else can you go and watch something on a 20-foot screen, you know? Ryan's apartment. Besides yeah. my apartment. Like, I, I've always wanted to see, I've never seen a movie in IMAX in, since second grade. I would love to go see a movie in IMAX. That sounds amazing. I, Someone want to go see a movie in IMAX with me? Where is an, Where are the IMAX screens? They're all over the sure. place. We have one in Green Bay, Eric. Where? I'm pretty sure Marcus has one. No, oh, but I they I have, the, they have the recliners. They don't have IMAX. I'm pretty sure at least one of them is. Anyways, I I don't think yeah movie theaters are dying out mainly because they're pivoting from just being you know a place you go watch a movie to these experience places where you can go and say get food, get, get dinner, get some snacks, play some games. I want to go, and, to and I think that'll keep them alive. I want to go to Flix Brewhouse in Madison so bad. Yeah, that's like top of my list of things to do after COVID. 
Yeah, I want to go back to AMC and pay twenty five dollars. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Though on popcorn. Pe- people are becoming disillusioned with. The, at least I am. Like, yeah, you go to a movie. I I'll be honest. I only go to the movies like the movie theater maybe like once a year, twice maybe for like a big movie. Like I think the last movie I actually went to was either. What? Avengers? No. Endgame? No. Yeah, it, it, it was probably Endgame. Uh, it was either that or the Metallica concert with the San Francisco uh, Philharmonic Orchestra. There, that was good. You know, Eric. You know me. I love sound. Sound yeah. is like one of my things that I really enjoy, and that's why I have my seven point one surround sound in the living room. Mm-hmm. That's why I love movie theaters. Is because they just have so many speakers. The subway, you can feel it rumble. You know, like it. It just feels like you're there. I love. I love that. See, I was the kid when I was a kid. I would go to a movie theater and I would plug my ears the entire time because it was too loud. Oh well, I got. I'm starting hearing loss. So. Oh god. Harak, we have stolen your segment. What else you got? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. Hey, you wanted on. us to comment. We're commenting. Move, move, moving on. Uh. Uh, this person mentions that one of his predictions, one of his worst predictions, was that his son would never use a computer mouse because he believed by 2020, mice or touch surfaces at least would become so, so far, farly developed, so innovated that computer mice will no longer be be a thing. But um, you know, now that we're in 2020, we can clearly see that hasn't happened. Uh, I honestly think. Computer mouse irreplaceable. I don't. I don't really think it's like replacing an Xbox controller for like the Xbox itself. You, you can't. You can't really do that. Like mm-hmm. computer and mouse. That's it. Well, that, I mean, that's like the standard. That's what you saw with like the Connect for Xbox. They tried to get rid of the controller, and it was terrible, and everyone hated it. It's just like we're kind of halfway there, honestly, with the amount of like yeah, phones and everything that does use touchscreen. My laptop has a touchscreen on it, but. Yeah, you can't you can't mess with the mouse. Yeah, the mouse is kind of a great design. Honestly, you don't have to move it that far to take rather large actions across the screen. Like I know Apple, Apple I believe tried to get rid of mice with their new like not new, but they had a touchpad, like a physical touchpad that I saw a lot of people actually using. Like they all the still big, have it. yeah, they still have it. A lot of big productivity whatever people use this touchpad instead of a mouse. Bailey, as a resident Apple fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, they don't need a mouse for a lot of, like, you know, office work, I would say. If you're, like, hardcore gamer, of course, you're going to go the PC route with, like, all the, like, special buttons and everything that you do to whatever mm-hmm. make things faster. I'm a big fan of Apple's Magic Mouse, personally. I, again, not great for gaming, but it's just so sleek, and it works for, a, a, like, a multitude of different ways to use it. All the gestures still work, and you can still use it as a mouse, which I think is an awesome innovation just in itself. And uh, for the sake of time, I think I'm going to do one more because, you know, it's not seven yet, and we have a ways to go. WrestleMania but, starts at seven! <laughs> but But the last thing he predicted was that his son would never have to dial a phone number. And, you know, if you think about it, when was the last time you dialed a phone number? I mean, obviously, if you're trying to contact, like, a help desk of some sort, or maybe, like, an institution, yeah. they would have a, a number you could call. Yeah, yeah like, business-related. But 
between friends and stuff, we have Snapchat like with Wi-Fi calling, Facebook Messenger with Wi-Fi calling. Um, I don't think I've, other than my parents, I don't think I really like use phone numbers at all. Let me just uh, get out my Rolodex here for a second. Uh... Well, well, that no, that's the thing though. They're all they're all stored as contacts now. So I just type in your phone number once. I never have to dial that ever again. I just click on your name. So um, last time I used a phone to call someone was about an hour and a half ago. Good at work, uh, because we use phones there. Hear <laughs> the little ding, uh, and we dial, and we. Uh, I mean, most of our things that we need to use are just like you know hotkey dials, um, like things that are pre-programmed. But like you know, pharmacists, we still make calls, that kind of stuff. I'm a big fan of this one hotline that you can call called call and oats which plays <laughs> hall and oats songs oh god like you you eric tell me you don't have the contact for that is that in your phone contacts well you're kidding me <laughs> there's also the rejection hotline big fan of that one i don't mess around yeah. with with call, with hall and oats my dude that's right. Now we're off as as one additional capstone to your point. Your camera has been out of focus for this entire episode. <laughs> I know, um, and it's so, bothering all of us. Like uh, like you know, normally I would just take my hand and put it up against my camera and then see if I can get it to focus. Oh yeah. But um, I kind of get sick and tired of watching all of you guys do it at the same time. <laughs> so I figured I'm just gonna sit this episode out of focus because we are out of band. And we're and out of that, time. We're out of time. Let's move on to the outro with me, Ara. Well, folks, that's our show for today. If you like what you heard, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or two. We hope to see you again next time. But until then, don't cancel your Outlook events. Stay safe. <laughs>